welcome to the Arrowhead Pride podcast we call From the Podium, where you get to hear directly from your Kansas City Chiefs. I'm the editor-in-chief of ArrowheadPride.com, Pete Sweeney. It's Thanksgiving weekend. Hope you guys had a good Thanksgiving. We only had two press conferences this week on Wednesday and Friday, and this is the best of edition. So on this podcast, you'll hear from Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. We'll take a quick break. Safety Tyron Matthew and wide receiver Tyreek Hill. Another break, and then offensive coordinator Eric B enemy followed by defensive coordinator Steve Spagnuolo. But right now, let's start with the head coach of your Kansas City Chiefs. Here is Andy Reid. I don't have any injuries for you, so we're good. Sam practiced today. Everybody was back and, and worked. Um, look forward to the challenge of playing the Buccaneers. Um, we know they're a good football team and well-coached and they got a good player. So uh, we're going through the preparation for that, um, uh, for that opportunity to play them. And it started today. So that time's yours. Let's go first to Herbie T.O.P. Go ahead, Herbie. Hey, Coach, good afternoon. Uh, Two questions here for you. With Byron Pringle obviously going on injured reserve, uh, it kind of stretches your wide receiver position kind of thin. Who would be the next man up in that position, and then how do you feel about the depth? And, Brad, I'll have one more. Yeah, well, we've got a couple guys, I mean, you know, um, that we can can put up, and uh, they're also good special teams players, so. Uh, we'll make that decision once we get there, but um, we, the guys that have played before there, so that we can elevate. And finally, Coach, uh, the, the decision to bring back Stefan Wisniewski, how, 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 come, how, how beneficial is it to bring a guy like that who knows your scheme this late in the season? Yeah, so you can't have enough offensive linemen or defensive linemen. I mean, that's been proven. And so uh, to be able to add one like Stefan, that's a, that's a big thing. Um, uh, he had been banged up a little bit, and now he's healthy. And so we welcome him back. Uh, it's a great job by Veach doing that and his crew. Let's go next to Sam Mellinger. Go ahead, Sam. Hey, Andy. Um, one thing we've seen this year is a lot of opponents change the way they defend. You know, they defend you guys differently than they do other opponents, particularly in how often they blitz. I'm just I'm wondering if that's a trend you've noticed more this season. Does that make it harder to prepare for a team when they don't they don't play you the way they look on film? Yeah, I mean, there's enough uh, familiar. You can't change everything. I mean, that's just there's not enough time in a week to do everything. So um, as far as changing it and the guys learn it with all the different formations and things that they have to <clears throat> work to cover. So um, there, there's enough similar to where we can have a good base. And then uh, we always work the blitz game. So. Uh, we make sure we cover all that too. Let's go next to Seren Petro. Good, Seren. Uh, Coach, just uh, your thoughts on Tom Brady and the level he's playing at. I know it seems to be like everyone wants to debate nationally as to when he has a tough day, he's done. And when he has a great day, he's phenomenal. He's on pace for 36 touchdowns. Uh, a lot more. He's already thrown more this year than last year. Uh, a little more high risk, high reward maybe in the offense. Just what you think of uh, Tom Brady and how he's playing right now? Yeah, he's unbelievable. <clears throat> Excuse me. He's unbelievable. He, he's, uh, you know, he, he's a great player, Hall of Fame player. We're lucky enough to have a chance to be in this era where we can watch him. And uh, he's old, and it's hard to tell that he's old. And that's, uh, that's a tribute to how he takes care of himself and, and uh, the care and living that he does uh, uh, all the way around, from diet to workouts to everything. So, I mean, he's – Ultimate professional and uh, great player. <clears throat> Adam Teicher. Go ahead, Adam. Hey, Andy. Um, when it comes to 
a play calling during a game, how often do you just rely on gut feeling as opposed to analytics or anything else? How often is it just, hey, I think this play is going to work right now? I mean, you you got to be able to do that uh, a little bit. Now, I've got a great supporting cast that work with me on that. So, um, whether you know whether it's EB or um, who has a big part of that, and then uh, Kafka and Joe Blaymeyer and <clears throat> and Andy Heck. I mean, so they they're all everybody's involved. Everybody has a piece of this thing. Um, uh, but there'll be you know, I mean, there's a snap or two where you just got to go with what you feel and and go with it but i'm i'm blessed to have these guys that <clears throat> that have these great minds and, and can help uh with all that and i mean you guys know how i am with eric i mean we're he played for me and now coached with me for a number of years and and we're kind of on that same same wavelength there so he, he's got great ideas for me let's go next to pete sweeney go ahead, pete Hey, Coach, earlier today, Bruce Arian said that when he worked out Patrick Mahomes pre-draft, it was one of the best workouts he had ever seen. Uh, maybe this is an off-season thing when things are a little less competitive, but what have some of your conversations with fellow head coaches in the league been like when you get out of a season and you've been working with Patrick Mahomes and had the success that you've had? Yeah, well, listen, they, they all know he's a good player, whether they liked him or didn't like him coming out. Um, I know Bruce did like him. I mean, when Bruce uh, was in the media, he had a chance to do a couple of our games, and so I had a chance to talk to him candidly uh, when he was out of coaching. So um, I know how much he how much he liked him, and that that was real. And um, I I also knew during the draft how much he liked him. So there were reasons why we had to maneuver a little bit <clears throat> to to get him. So, um, anyways, with, with that, uh, I, I think everybody. You know, you can't help but like them when they watch them play now. So whatever their feelings were before. Go next to Sarah Walsh. Go ahead, Sarah. Hey, Andy, I know you were just asked about Tom and the level he's playing at. This offense has sort of been up and down. Um, they can put 46 up and then they can, you know, not look as good the next week. When you look at the weapons that Tom has, um, how do you account for all those guys? Uh, it, it's been a continuity issue, but it's obviously not a talent issue there. Yeah, so I mean, you just you have to prepare and study them and um, and do the best you possibly can at, at covering the guys. I mean, if you're playing zone, to narrow the depth and width of the zones the best you can, and and then if you can pressure them, get get pressure on Tom. But uh, he's playing pretty good football right now. And uh, what anybody, whatever anybody says, he's playing pretty good football, and and he's making everything. You know, he's making that work. So. We've got time for a couple more guys. We'll go Sam and then Harold. Go ahead, Sam. Hey, Andy, just generally speaking in a two-minute drill like you had um, on, on Sunday night, how much more responsibility is on the quarterback than would normally be, you know, in a, in a first-quarter situation? How much do you just sort of leave up to Patrick in those situations? Yeah, I mean, we have full trust that he can he can do that. We do feed him uh, the plays um, uh, through the headset. I mean, with the headset, you can do all that. Uh, we signaled before that and uh, the best we could. But uh, he goes into the game as if he could call the two-minute. So, I mean, we go through all that. And he um, – uh, I think we're all comfortable if, if we got stuck there that he just take it and go, which he's done on a couple plays. So, I mean, that's <clears throat> – um, he – no problem with that. But uh, we to take some of that, that off him – uh, he's got enough on his plate to get out there and play the way he plays. And so uh, we try to help him out with that. Yeah. 
We'll go last to Harold Kuntz. Go ahead, Harold. <clears throat> Andy, two questions. One kind of both on opposite ends of the spectrum, but the first one uh, on the field, the Bucks defense. It, it was kind of an aggressive, you know, man-to-man type defense, but it's kind of slowed down a little bit. Just your overall thoughts and how uh, you've seen the Tampa Bay Bucks defense and what challenge that is presents for you. And then also, I got to ask you, uh, would Thanksgiving be tomorrow? Especially in a year like this, what are you most thankful for? Yeah. Well, um, let me let me start with the first one. Todd Bowles uh, coached uh, with me in in Philadelphia. <clears throat> Ultimate respect for him, and um, you know he just he's got a great feel for the game, and he's a great play caller. So uh, you know you've got to be ready for anything, any time of the game, any field position. You just um, he's sharp. So. Uh, that's the way we'll go in. Uh, we'll try to make sure we have all the bases covered. They've shown quite a little bit of stuff. So <clears throat> we got to make sure that we, we got all that covered. I'm, I'm grateful for family. And, uh, you know, I always say the extended family is here too. So uh, with the players, I'm, I feel very lucky and thankful to be able to do what I do in the National Football League and then have the family I have. So, uh, you know, that fires me up every day. Makes 62 seem like I'm 20. So I'm excited. Coach, we appreciate the time. Thanks for joining us. All right, good. Thank you. Ready to go. All right, beautiful. We will get started with Karen Kornacki. Go ahead, Karen. Thanksgiving. Yeah, you too. Um, first of all, I just wanted to ask you, I have two questions, one football, one non-football. The football question, that is, you and Tom Brady have had tremendous battles, and when you guys have led your teams – Sometimes it's been for, you know, championships division to get to a championship. Now that he's with the Bucks, is it going to feel any different to face a team led by a guy you've battled with the last couple of years? Uh, I, don't, I don't think it's going to feel very much different. I mean, it's still a very good football team uh, that's playing really good football and been winning a lot of football games. And so uh, we know it's going to be a great challenge for us, uh, and we're excited for it. And my second question is, I understand that people have been making Royals jerseys with Mahomes number 15, and Whit Merrifield's wondering, hey, what about me? What can you do to clear this up? Or do you find this kind of funny that, you know, you and Whit are sharing number 15 with the Royals? Yeah, no, it's uh, it, it's funny for sure. Whit's a great dude. Uh, I actually talk to him a lot uh, through, through text messages and stuff like that. And so uh, we'll have to make sure we get the Maryfield uh, Royals jerseys going again. If not, we'll have to get some Maryfield Chiefs jerseys or something. Let's go next to Nate Taylor. Go ahead, Nate. Um, Patrick, when it comes to Tom, I know this is one of the games that you circled on your calendar when the schedule came out. Can you just give us an, a perspective of how you took the news of when Tom decided to go joined the Buccaneers and the idea of uh, obviously getting a chance to maybe speak to him after Sunday's battles, the way you have in your, you know, the previous three meetings with him. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think I was just as surprised as everyone was whenever he wasn't uh, going back to new England and he was, he was going to Tampa Bay, but uh, I mean, it, he's in a great spot. I mean, they got a lot of weapons there and then, and coach Arians is a great coach and, and they're winning a lot of football games. And so for us, uh, we're just going to kind of go in with that same mindset as if we're going to play any other great football team, and then that's where we're at the battle every single play. Go next to Sam McDowell. Go ahead, Sam. Hey, Patrick. In, in two-minute situations, game-winning drive situations, you really haven't had a lot of those opportunities in your career. I'm just wondering how much you relish just getting the chance to do something like you did on Sunday. 
Yeah, I mean, it's it's your dream when you grow up. You want to be able to lead a team down the field and and throw the game-winning touchdown and do all those cool things. Uh, luckily enough, we've won a lot of games and ha- haven't needed it. Defense has played well, and and we've and we've scored and built leads early. But uh, it, it's good to know that if that if that opportunity presents itself, that we have the guys that are that are ready to go and that can and can execute at a high level whenever it's a, a highly uh, a frantic moment. Let's go next to Mike Jones. Go ahead, Mike. Patrick. Uh, Tom Brady's been like the face of the year for the last, you know, 20 face of the league for the last 20 years. And you've kind of ascended to one of those prominent roles. What does it mean to be on that level as far as popularity, excellence, and just the, the weight that that also carries? Yeah. I mean, I don't know if I'm on his, his level yet. I mean, he, he, he was someone that's a global, uh, a global star. And so for me, I just, I just try to be myself. Uh, I just go out there every single day and, and put in the work and try to win football games and all that other stuff kind of comes with it. And then for me, I just try to be a normal guy and, and, and live it up with my teammates and have fun doing it. Let's go next to Sam Mellinger. Go ahead, Sam. Hey, uh, Patrick, <clears throat> excuse me. One thing that's obvious is uh, defenses are playing you guys a lot differently than they play most of the other opponents, uh, particularly when you look at uh, blitz percentages, for instance. I'm just wondering when, when you're watching film, how much of what you you're looking for, you, you kind of have to imagine how they're going to defend you differently, right? Like, how, how do you bridge? How do you close that gap between what you see on film and what you expect to see on Sunday? Yeah, I think you have to you have to prepare for everything. I think that's the biggest thing. I mean, we go into every one of these game plans, and we and we really break down each and every game that the teams have played, the blitzes that they've brought on certain situations, and we we prepare ourselves for those blitzes. Um, and then if we get different coverages and if we get uh, more shell type coverages, we, we can execute against that too. And so I think Coach Reed does a great job of preparing me uh, for every single coverage and, and blitz that, that can get presented. And I think our whole staff of EB and Coach Heck and Coach Kafka, they do a good job of making sure I'm prepared for every single situation, no matter what look that we get. Let's go next to Pete Sweeney. Go to Pete. Hey Patrick, as much as I know a lot of people will be looking at the quarterback matchup in this this battle, it really is a battle of weapons, as you've kind of noted, with Godwin, Evans, Brown, and Gronk versus Hill, Watkins, Hardman, Kelsey. Wondering how you feel like your guys stack up against what they bring to the table offensively. Yeah, I mean, I would take my guys versus anybody. I mean, it's simple as that. Let's go next to Harold Koontz. Go ahead, Harold. Hey Patrick, uh, happy early Thanksgiving to you. Uh, one question, one question on, one off. Uh, Sunday after the game, Clyde Edwards-Alaire said, "Like I ain't worried. I got Patrick Mahomes." Travis Kelsey said, "I got one five. Andy Reid said, "I got Patrick Mahomes." When you hear things like that from your own teammates, what's that mean to you to hear stuff like that for them to have the utmost confidence in you in whatever situation you guys are faced with? And then the other question is just, what are you thankful for, especially during this year and, and Thanksgiving? Yeah, I mean, to the, your first question, I mean, it gives me confidence to know that the guys believe in me just as much as I believe in them. And uh, you have to have that if you want to win these football games against these great opponents and these, these pressure-packed situations. You have to have the, the total confidence of each other to know that we're going to go out there and give whatever we have uh, in order to win a football game, no matter what that is. Um, and then, so what I'm thankful for, I mean, I'm thankful for, I mean, everything that God's blessed me with, of, of a great family, uh, being able to play the sport that I love, and being healthy and being able to, to come every day doing something that I love with, with a lot of guys that are, that are doing the same thing. We've got two more. We'll go Sarah and then Darren. Go ahead, Sarah. 
Hey, Patrick, um, I know Andy Reid shared a story about Tom Brady coming to visit you guys outside the locker room or maybe inside the locker room after you lost in the AFC championship. And Andy said that it meant a lot to him and he knows that it meant a lot to you as well. Can you share um, what happened there and maybe what Tom said to you and what that meant? Yeah, I mean, he, he, he just grabbed me after the game. Uh, we were I was kind of leaving the stadium and they had, I mean, obviously been celebrating about to go to the Super Bowl and he kind of just – he, we, we, he just talked about uh, uh, how he, he respected how I did everything the right way and stuff like that. And so it, it's just cool to um, have a guy of, of, of that stature who's who's won championships, uh, seems like year in and year out, uh, that, that has respect for your game as much as you have respect for his. And so uh, uh, it, it was definitely a cool experience that I was able to know that I was doing things, doing things the right way early in my career. Let's go next to Darren Smith. Go, Darren. Uh, Patrick, first and foremost, I uh, hope you and the family and the team have a happy Thanksgiving on tomorrow. Um, when you look at this Tampa Bay Bucks defense, you know, Todd Bowles, I know he's he's known for his blitz packages, but he hasn't really gotten enough, a lot of pressure uh, on the quarterbacks the last two ball games. Is there anything of concerning to you when you face this team uh, on Sunday? And then also, uh, you know, Brady's been getting a lot of flack about whether he shakes hands after a win or a loss in the two games that you or the three games that you all played in the games that you defeated the Patriots. Has he come and shaking your hand after afterwards? Well, it was just it was just one, and and he shook my hand after that one, and so uh, uh, yeah, I mean, that, I think that's kind of a a weird deal that I think the fans uh, fans and media run with, and the players don't. I mean, it doesn't matter as much uh, to us. Um, but uh, to your to your uh, what was your first question again? One more time. Yeah, just about the Tampa Bay defense, Todd Bowles, oh, yeah. and the style of defense getting pressure on you. Yeah, no, I mean, they have a lot of great players. I think that's the, the biggest thing, um, and they do a lot of different stuff. I was here um, the, my rookie year when when Alex went up against the Jets, and and they were doing a lot of different pressure stuff, and they've even evolved even more now uh, with the different playmakers that they have on every level of the defense. And so uh, against a defense like this, against Todd Bowles, a great defensive coordinator, you have to make sure you kind of – you kind of dot every I and cross every T and that you're prepared for everything because you, you never know what to expect. And I, I mean, that's the fun part about it. It's, it's going to be a great challenge for us to be a great mental uh, battle for me. Um, and then being able to go out there, play fast and, and try to execute at a high level. Patrick, we appreciate the time. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. You just heard from Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. And now we continue on with Tyron Matthew. Hey, Ty, I hope you're doing well, man. Um, hey. Just wanted to ask you, rewatching the film of uh, Sunday's game, um, what frustrated you the most and where do you think you guys can improve when you know you got guys like, you know, obviously the collection of weapons that the Tampa Bay Bucks present? Yeah, I thought, uh, obviously, I didn't think we did a great job tackling uh, early on in the game. Uh, it was a lot of third downs um, that we just couldn't get off the field, missed tackles, uh, miscommunication. Um, and it's little things, but they're important things. And I think if we can continue to – to harp on those things and continue to make those things important, I think we'll be fine. You know, I, I don't think we feel the best right now, especially defensively, you know, especially with these last two games. We got another good football team, you know, we got to play this week. So we got to turn the page and really, you know, find a way to continue to commit to each other. Let's go next to Sam McDowell. Go ahead, Sam. Hey, Tyron. Um, I hey. have two things for you, just one at a time. Uh, where, how would you say just – this group is feeling mentally. Where are you guys as a defense mentally right now? Well, like I said, mentally, you know, we're kind of upset, you know, with the last, you know, two outings we've had. Um, I wouldn't say that we're down. I think, you know, we've, we've kind of been in these situations before, uh, the kind of situations where you have to lean on each other. You know what I mean? You have to take the coaching and you got to find a way to get better. Um, and I think we got the right kind of guys in our room. Uh, obviously, it's been a kind of rough, 
you know, couple weeks for us defensively. Um, but I know we got the kind of guys that can turn it around. Um, and that's the only thing that matters. As long as we continue to look each other in the eyes um, and commit to each other, um, I think we'll be able to, to get back to, to playing the kind of defense our coaches, you know, really want. And then when you look at Tom Brady on film, what are you seeing? I mean, I, I, I see the greatest quarterback of, of all time. You know, um, you know, obviously we have Patrick, but, you know, um, I, I think you can't take anything away from Tom Brady. Um, he's still very smart. Um, he's still trying to throw the ball down the field. And then he has all the weapons, you know, that, that any quarterback can ask for. So, you know, we'll have our hands full with him. Um, obviously, you know, he, he's played against our system a bunch of times, you know, going back with Spags and, you know, even playing him last year in uh, New England. So he's familiar with us. Uh, we, we have to get familiar with him uh, and, and the new weapons that he have. Let's go next to Steve Walls. Go ahead, Steve. Hey, what's happening, T? Uh, hey, what's up? How much? Uh, it seems like Chiefs fans want you guys to always play perfect. Uh, with the ups and downs of the season, is that expectation too high? And uh, how do you guys develop consistency within within your unit? And Brad, I'll have a follow-up after this. Well, you know, I think that's what we're doing. We're trying to chase perfection. You know, I don't think it's always going to be like that. You know, obviously every football game won't be a blowout. Every football game, you know, won't be a dominant defensive performance. Um, but I think mostly, you know, what our fans should be able to see is us playing hard. You know, us, you know, sticking together. Um, and I think those two uh, are some of the two most important things is, is playing as hard as you can, no matter what, um, and then sticking together, no matter what, whether we up by 50, whether we're down by 50, um, it's all about us staying together. And, and uh, I know you're in full game prep, but with Thanksgiving being tomorrow, uh, I know besides practice, what's Thanksgiving going to look like in the Matthew household? Oh man, I'm gonna try to I'm gonna try to stuff my face. Uh, so pretty sure my fiance gonna cook it up. Uh, she loves to cook, um, and uh, so I'm enjoying my kids. Uh, you know, so thankful for them. Uh, so thankful for my fiance. You know, my teammates. Really, everybody around me. You know, uh, just try my best to you know enjoy the people around me, enjoy the moments, uh, and then make the most of life. So just thankful for a lot right now, but most importantly, thankful for my kids and my family. Let's go next to Matt McMullen. Go ahead, Matt. Hey, Tyron, uh, speaking hey. of Thanksgiving, uh, you passed out 500 turkeys to uh, families in need uh, earlier this week. Why'd you want to do that? Well, I think that's just, you know, who I am and that's what I'm all about. And, you know, I think, you know, everything that's happened this year, I think a lot of people need that lending hand. I think a lot of people need support. They need help. They need encouragement. Um, they need to see some some kind of positivity. Um, and I think that's really what the Tyron Matthew Foundation is about is, you know, how can we reach people that are, you know, seem sometimes unreachable, you know? So I'm hoping that, you know, all those families are able to really enjoy the holidays, enjoy Thanksgiving, you know, and then enjoy, you know, each other as well. Go next to Herbie T.O.P. Go ahead, Herbie. Hey, Ty, you've been through a torn ACL before, um, and obviously you've been, you've been able to recover from that. But what, how, what, what kind of advice are you giving Juan uh, as we are into the second half of the season to find that balance between um, making sure your body is right versus the competitive desire to be on the field? Yeah, I've, you know, it's, it's unfortunate. You know, I've been, I've been through an ACL twice, you know, um, and, and the biggest thing I can tell him is patience. You know, it's to continue to take it slow. I, I remember when I went through my ACL, it wasn't until maybe a year, two years after until I really began to, to feel like myself again. And I think everybody's body is different. Um, but I think the most important thing we all have to kind of understand is that patience. You know, um, it's going to take some time to get there um, and it'll be a lot of expectations from 
other people outside of you who want you to, you know, reach your destination, you know, quicker than, you know, possible, but just have to find a way to stay patient. You have to find a way to, to balance your mind. Um, and, and then just, just find a way to continue to love the game. I think when we go through rough patches, you know, we kind of start to lose love for the game, um, but we could just keep our heart in the game. I think everything will work out for us, you know, uh, in due time. Got time for a few more. We'll go Pete, Sarah, and then Adam. Go ahead, Pete. Hey, Tyron, I wanted to ask you this last week, and, and I didn't have an opportunity. The organization chose to bring on DeAndre Baker, who has obviously the interesting off-the-field stuff. Um, how much do you feel that Brett Veach and the organization turns to you to sort of guide and take someone like that under under your wing, given some of your past things, and how much do you relish that type of opportunity? I mean, that's part of the reason I came here, to you know be around some young guys that, that really can learn from me. You know, obviously, I've been through a, a lot of life challenges, a lot of, you know, different circumstances. Um, and, you know, I've actually reached out to him, you know, be, be right before he actually got here. And I just kind of told him that I'll always be in his corner, you know, I'll always be that shoulder that he can lean on. And, you know, I think that's the most important thing, you know, especially when people are coming to new environments is they're just trying to find one person they can lean on, one person they can talk to, one person that can get them comfortable. And, you know, hopefully I'm able to do that for him. Um, you know, just seeing him practice today, uh, the kid got some talent. You could tell he knows football a little bit. And um, so it's all about us just making sure, keeping his head right. Um, and then the footballer take care of himself. Let's go next to Sarah Walsh. Go ahead, Sarah. Hey, uh, you came into the league with, uh, you know, Bruce, obviously, and Todd Bowles well. What did you learn from your time with those guys? Uh, uh, I mean, Bruce Aaron's a straight shooter. Uh, I love him. You know, he, he was actually a guy that took a chance on me and drafted me and, you know, really, really believed in me, you know, from day one. And, you know, he's, he'll always be one of my favorite coaches. And, you know, I think Todd Bowles helped me out so much. Um, he's so smart. And I think me coming into the NFL – you know, being able to play multiple positions. Uh, I really feel like he helped me out a lot early on in my career. Um, so just looking forward to seeing those guys this weekend, uh, hopefully, you know, play my best game and, um, you know, get a win. We'll go last to Adam Teicher. Go ahead, Adam. Hey, Tyron, I also had a Juan Thornhill question. Just how he's doing physically, do you feel like, and, and how he's maybe accepting at least what for now is a little bit of a lesser role? Yeah, I think, you know, he's continuing to, to get better uh, and better physically. Uh, I think mentally, you know, Juan is a competitor. I think he had a lot of success, you know, last year as a rookie. I think he really helped our defense out a lot. And so for him, you know, obviously, you know, it's a challenge to, to, um, to, to, to begin a new role, a lesser role, um, to not be on the field as much. But he's still the same guy. You know, he, he's still uh, becoming a leader for us. Um, he's still, uh, you know, very vocal, you know, on the field on the sideline, in the meeting rooms. And I think that's all you can really ask for, you know, um, from a guy like that. Um, going through what he's going through, you know, he still has the same smile. He still has the same heart. Um, so I know that, you know, the football will take care of itself in due time. Um, it's all about us continuing to encourage him, you know, continuing to motivate him, continuing to, you know, make him feel like we really believe in him, and which we do. So um, I think he'll be fine going forward, uh, but it's going to take the group to kind of rally around him and continue to push him. Tyron, we appreciate the time. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. I appreciate it. Hey, Tyreek, I know you're preparing for the defense, but I'm sure like everybody, you grew up a football fan. What are your memories of watching someone like Tom Brady over the years and, and then seeing him and then playing against him today? You know what? I'm just I'm just so surprised, you know, for a guy his age, you know, just to, um, just just watching him play over the years, you know, um, how great he is. You know, I've always been a fan of Tom. Like I'm, a, I'm always calling him the goat. I mean, even though I play with Pat, he's the goat too. But Tom, he's he's obviously 
the GOAT of our sport, you know? Um, but yeah, so yeah, I'm just just so glad to be able to play against Tom. Hopefully I can get a, a jersey swap, you know, so yeah. Let's go next to Herbie T.O.P. Go ahead, Herbie. Hey, Tyreek, you've got a next man up scenario at the wide receiver position with Pringle going on injured reserve. What are you telling, what's your message to the guys like Derek Dieter and Marcus Kemp and from the practice squad, if they do get the call up, what are you, what are you telling them? I mean, um, it's pretty much things, I mean, it's pretty much things um, that they already know, you know, um, every, I mean, everybody in our room, they come in, they work hard and they want to be great, you know, um, that's our standard in our room and that's our standard on this team. So there's not really much to say, you know, cause I mean, everybody knows like it is a next man up sport. I mean, even if I go down, it's the same mentality, you know? So if, if Dieter come in for me or Sammy, it's the same tempo. Like he's going deep, like just as, just as if I were in the game. So, you know, we just, we just going to keep at it um, and just keep fighting for and just wait on our, our boy Pringle to get healthy, you know? Go next to Adam Teicher. Go ahead, Adam. Hey, Tyreek, just wanted to get your uh, take on what what it's like for Sammy coming back, assuming he plays this week after missing so much time. Uh huh. What's that? What What's that like How, coming back from an injury? What's that like after having missed so much time? Are you asking me from my perspective? Yes, but what what, oh. what will it be like for him on Sunday? Yeah. Oh, um, I mean, I feel like it's still going to be the same. I mean, today at practice, Sammy had a ridiculous catch at practice and I was like yeah Sammy still got it you know so I mean he pretty much know I mean he pretty much knows I mean the whole entire offense offense so I mean he's he's a he's a hard worker he's a veteran in this league so he already knows you know um how to come back um he's been working his butt off you know in therapy um during the bye week and um I'm excited for him you know I mean the whole offense is just excited you know, for Sammy to come back, you know, but we need to be at full strength. We need Sammy, we need Pringle, we need, we, we need all of us together, you know, so, so like Pat can really use his full arsenal. Go next to Breland Moore. Go ahead, Breland. Hey, Tyreek. First things first, you talked a little bit about uh, Tom Brady, but how weird is it for you guys as a team to be preparing to go against Tom Brady without Bill Belichick. Is that kind of a weird scenario for you guys? And also, I just wanted to kind of ask you, in the spirit of Thanksgiving, what are you thankful for? Uh, first, I'm going to answer that question first. I'm very thankful for my family, my kids. Um, I'm thankful for the Chiefs. I'm thankful. I'm, I'm just thankful for everything, you know. I'm, I'm just thankful for this opportunity. You know, God has given me each and every day just to wake up and just play the game that I love and take care of my family. So that's what I'm thankful for. And I don't play defense, so I don't I don't know what. But it it I, I get what you're saying. It is going to be kind of weird. I'm um, not saying um, I wanted to call him Mr. Tom for some reason, but Mr. Tom Brady um, and uh, Bill Belichick, it, it is going to be weird. Not seeing them side by side. So, yeah, uh, we've got three more. We'll go uh, Darren Smith first. Go ahead, Darren. Darren, you there? Darren, we got you. Darren, oh. Darren, we're gonna come back to you. Let's go to Seren Petro. Go ahead, Seren. Uh, Tyreek, what, what's you know? We saw you guys go right down the, the field, and we heard a lot of people in Kansas City, a lot of the fans saying 
didn't doubt it for a second, right? Minute 43 left on the clock. This offense, <laughs> that quarterback, you guys catching the ball. There was right. no doubt, right? Like, right. what's it like in that huddle? First of all, the confidence level. Were, were you completely confident that you guys were going to get down the field? And then if you, if you could shed a little light on, like, maybe some of the things that are said. Is it total silence except for Patrick talking when you do get a chance to huddle up along the way down the field or guys pumping each other up? What, what's, what's that like during the while it's going on? I mean, it's kind of a mixture, I mean, of all those things. You know, um, we got veteran leadership, I mean, all over the offense, whether it's the offensive lineman, um, Mike Remmers, um, Austin, Kelsey, Pat, myself, um, just saying, guys, like, we've been here a lot of times. So we practice, like, two-minute situations, like Coach Reed, Eric Bianami, I mean, Steve, I mean, Coach, Coach Steve on the defensive side, like, we practice two-minute against our defense, maybe – like every Wednesday. So we know exactly what it takes. Like we know every situation, like we know as, as soon as we catch the ball, we got to run it to the hash. I mean, if we close to the sideline, we, we got to get out of bounds. Like if we catch the ball and like the defense trying to hold us down, like, like we got to pitch the ball to like our teammate. Um, so um, he can spot the ball. So we know like every scenario, like we done did every scenario in practice that like, it's crazy. Like everyone knows it, like whether it's me, whether it's Dieter, whether it's the third screen center, like he knows exactly what he's supposed to do when, when two minutes go on. Cause, cause um, we practice situational football so much that it's almost like, it's like natural for us now. So, I mean, plus, like, there's never no doubt in our head that no one can, like, stop us. I mean, not saying that the Raiders' defense were bad, but, I mean, why would we play the sport if we got into it and say, okay, they're going to stop us, you know? So, yeah. Let's go next to Matt McMullen. Go ahead, Matt. Hey, Ty. So, uh, two off-the-field questions for you here. Uh, first off, he provided 150 families with uh, Thanksgiving dinner last week, something you've done several years in a row now. Why is that important to you around this time of year? Then also, I believe you have a clothing line coming out. Tell us about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I, uh, I did that here and I also did it back home. I mean, the reason I do it back home is, I mean, like a lot of people, like they don't have the opportunity to like just celebrate Thanksgiving. And I've probably, I've said this numerous times. I was one of those kids who didn't have the opportunity to like celebrate with my family. And I know how, like, like I know how important those times are, you know, just creating memories and just creating those small moments, you know, just to create the bond with, with the family and stuff like that. So that's why I do it. You know, I love, I, I love seeing family together and I love seeing people happy and I love seeing people smile, you know, that's how we're going to make the world a better place. Like if we're able to, to just bring everybody together and just continue to, to do the right thing. So, and about my clothing line, um, yes. So I for life. Um, I am dropping something. Let's see. Close to black Friday. When is Black Friday, guys? I don't even know when Black Friday is. Football got my mind going everywhere, so I'm sorry about that. Uh, yeah, so yes, I've been working on this design for for the longest. By the way, I do design my clothes. I don't, I don't need nobody to design my clothes. I kind of design it myself. Um, but yeah, make sure you guys go get that, go cop that, go rock that, and let's do it. Let's do it. Let's go back to Darren Smith and see if we can get him to work. Darren, you got us. Yeah, I got you. I apologize for that. Um, Tyree Black Friday is Friday, just just FYI. And uh, uh, when we look at as an offensive player, do you all have the mindset that you're that you're going to go into each game as though it's going to be a shootout? Uh, you know, depending on how good or, or bad our defense may play, that would you all go in with the mindset that we got to score X amount of points to win this game, no matter what? 
And then secondly, uh, the return of Antonio Brown also to the NFL. What is your thoughts on how he's played the last three ball games with uh, the Tampa Bay Bucks? You know what? Um, I can't speak for anyone else. Um, I just know as an offense, we go in each and every game to be the best that we can be. You know, um, we know that defense, they're going to do their thing, you know, because they got playmakers on that side of the ball. You know, so like like I said, we just control what we can control. We just go out and play ball. We just let Pat lead us and we just do our thing. You know, um, Coach Steve, Tyron, Frank, Chris, they'll get those guys right. And when they get a stop, it's going to be big for us. You know, so we don't go into every game just thinking that, oh, we got it's going to be a shootout. Here we go. Nah, it's never like that, you know, because like, I don't know. Yeah, we, we just don't think like that. We, we just control what we can control. We just go out there and play ball. You know what I'm saying? And what was the second question about Antonio Brown? Yeah. Uh, what you, your thoughts on his return and how he's played thus far since he's been out for a little over a year now? Oh, well, I really haven't watched him play, but I mean, I'm just happy for AB. You know, I, I've always been a longtime AB fan. You know, he's argu- arguably probably one of the best wideouts, I mean, this league has ever seen, you know. So um, I'm just happy, you know, he got back in the league, he got his shot, and he's playing with Tom Brady, GOAT. So, I mean, it, it kind of matched up pretty well. So they got a, they got a pretty good team. Tyreek, we appreciate the time. Thanks for joining us. All right, guys. Thanks. You just heard from Tyron Matthew and Tyree Kill, and now we continue on with offensive coordinator Eric Bieniemy. Well, good afternoon. Happy Thanksgiving to everyone. I hope everyone had a, uh, a blessed and wonderful day spending time, uh, some quality time, eating some good food and becoming one with the couch like I did uh, yesterday. Uh, but other than that, I hope that everyone's family has remained safe. And with that said, hey, I'm all ears. Fire away. Let's go first to Pete Sweeney. Go ahead, Pete. Coach, happy Thanksgiving back to you. Um, with Sammy coming back, I, I was just wondering if you could take the player and, and just describe what maybe makes him a, a perfect fit for that exposition for you guys. You know what? Uh, what makes Sammy perfect is Sammy compliments everyone uh, as far as our receiver group goes. We got different body types. We got different guys that present different issues. He's a bigger body. Uh, the thing that he, he's smart, he's intelligent, he plays hard. Um, he's a great guy. He's a professional. So he brings a lot to the table. And the, and the beauty of it is Coach Greg Lewis does a heck of a job with that room, getting the very best out of him, because regardless who's in there, the next man is responsible for playing whatever position that we assigned him to. And you ask, uh, what does he bring to the exposition? It's not so much that it's a p- particular position, because in that room, we have a wide receiver group who's responsible for knowing all the positions. Go next to Adam Teicher. Go down. Hey, Eric. Um, wanted to ask you about um, offensive play calling. How many play calls do you guys make in a game that are the, off based off the gut feel of Andy, of you, of any of the other guys, as opposed to maybe analytics or anything else uh, you, you guys might have? Well, I think more than anything, our play calling is basically a collaboration on what we studied for the particular week. All right. On top of that, yes, we'll utilize our analytics. Mike Frazier does a heck of a job of updating us on things that that are strengths and things that are weaknesses uh, that are being presented to us. Uh, But on top of that, making sure that we're on top of it uh, by collectively putting our guys in the right positions so they can go out and play. So is it a gut feel? Yes. On top of that, it's study. 
okay? And studying and preparing and making sure that collectively we're all on the same page as we come out of that meeting room, making sure we got the best guys in the right situations to go out and be productive to create the matchups that we want. Let's go next to Herbie Tiope. Go ahead, Herbie. Hey, Coach, uh, I want to ask you about your fellow Louisiana guy down there in Tampa Bay, uh, Devin White. Uh, when you pop on that film and you see the things that he's able to do at the linebacker position, what makes him so dangerous? Devin White is a football player. He can run. He can tackle. He can cover. He does all the things that you ask him to do. And on top of that, you can see and feel the passion that he brings to that team. Those guys do a hell of a job. And so watching him play, it's exciting, but also, too, it's a challenge because you know that he can cover he can cover a back. He can cover a tight end. And on top of that, he loves to pressure the quarterback. So he's an all-around football player. You know, our guys have turned on the tape. I told them, hey, before you even take a look at what's taking place in the back end, let's make sure we're focusing on this front seven. Because collectively, all right, this front seven is probably the most challenging one that we're going to face to date. And we'll go last to Nick Jacobs. Go ahead, Nick. Brad, I'll follow up to this. Uh, Eric, for you, what did you see from the offensive line against the Raiders? I saw a group that refused to be beaten. I saw a group that collectively stayed together. I saw a group that took a tremendous amount of pride in straining the finish. And I saw a group that every time we took the field, that they understood that each and every play was by far the most important play. Coach Heck does a heck of a job of, of teaching those guys. Obviously, um, He's gotten the best out of them. But collectively, I think the leadership has been outstanding with those guys. But on top of that, they know that each and every week, the majority and the bulk of that game is going to be placed on their shoulders. And they, in order for us to have the success that is needed, they have to make it happen up front consistently. And when you're going against a Todd Bulls type defense, what characteristics normally stick out against them? Well, first of all, the thing that stands out is that they play hard and they play fast. And one thing, <laughs> knowing Todd, you're going to see they're going to bring a collection of blitzes. Todd is very creative in what he does. I have the utmost respect for him. I had the utmost respect for him as a player. I've always had a great deal of respect for him as a coach. And he presents some issues. So it, it requires a lot of attention to be paid to, meaning our guys got to make sure that they're over-communicating clarity. They also understand what they're looking at. And on top of that, collectively as a coaching staff, we got to make sure that we're presenting and giving them the what's and the why's and the how's on how we're going to handle certain issues that present. Coach E.B., we appreciate the time today. Thanks for joining right. us. Thank you. You guys take care. You ready for us, Coach? Yeah, I think so, Brad. I don't. I can't get a look at you, but um, they got you blocked out for some reason. Oh, there, there you go. go. <laughs> we're ready to start when you are. Go ahead. Got to see all the face. I did a, I did a, I did a um, Zoom thing back a week ago, and for some reason I couldn't get any of it. So I had to do the whole thing with with not seeing anybody. They could see me, but I couldn't see them. It's not that's not that's not good. Uh, <laughs> listen, happy Thanksgiving. Uh, we just got done with our Friday practice, a little bit different. So with that, I'll just open it up. Um, ready to roll. Let's go first to Pete Sweeney. Go ahead, Pete. Hey, Coach. Hope you had a uh, good short holiday there. You mentioned that you would speak about DeAndre Baker once he was officially with the team. I know he's on the practice squad. How long do you think it may take for him to maybe really contribute something for you guys? Yeah, I mean, I, I'll be honest with you. I won't even go down that road. That's really hard. I will tell you this, that uh, I just grabbed them coming off the field 
to say, how'd your first week go? Uh, and he said probably the right thing. He said, coach, you got a little bit better every day. You know, because listen, he's being, we got to remember that this young man has not played football this year. It's different than bringing somebody else out on the pra from a practice squad or bringing from another team, excuse me. Um, he hasn't had, uh, you know, we kind of threw him in the fire real early I, on the very first day. And I'm saying to myself, I don't know if that's really fair. You know, and yeah, you got, in, you have a whole, you got a kink link of miniature. It's going to take a little bit um, to get up to speed. And I think just his body getting ready to play the speed of football. So we'll take it slow. Thanks to Sam McDowell. Good, Sam. Hey, Steve. Um, we actually prefer when we can't see Brad. That's a request of ours. <laughs> That's um, why he was blacked out today? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm wondering, when you go back and look at the film of the Raiders game, how much of what you saw is maybe trends that you could see developing recently with your guys, and how much of it is just throwing away for a bad game. Everybody has a bad day sort of thing. Yeah. Listen, that's, that's how we were all very disappointed. I mean, we won the game and we're happy about that. The, the most important thing is to win, but we want to feel like we've contributed. I mean, if we don't give up really realistically, if you don't give up that touchdown at the end uh, that put them ahead, I think we would have felt okay. You know, it's a 24 points and now our offense can do good with those points, but yeah, we failed there, and everybody felt bad about that, and they kind of got some things early on us. That's a good football team, number one, uh, good offense. Um, so we knew it was going to be a challenge. But listen, we got to find ways to do things a little bit better. Everybody coaching, you know, players, the whole thing. It's no different than coming off the Carolina game where we felt we didn't perform real well. And that's what we've done this week, nose to the grindstone. Uh, I love the way these guys react to situations like this. It's not going to be perfect when we get in the game. We're not gonna we're not gonna stop them on every play. We're not gonna cause incompletions on every play. We just gotta make sure in those critical moments that we come up with plays so that the points don't get out of whack. Let's go next to Harold Kuntz. Go ahead, Harold. Hey Steve, hope you had a good Thanksgiving, man. Uh, Thanks, Harold. No problem. Uh, Tom Brady, uh, a lot of players, Tyreek Hill regarded, referred to him as he, the Mr. Goat, if you will, and Patrick Mahomes was saying he's still at a good level, Andy Reid. But uh, Eric Bieniemy always says your character is what you show on tape. And quite frankly, when you look at the tape of the game against the Rams, you know, there looked to be a few mistakes there. Uh, I'm just curious what you think of uh, how Tom Brady is performing, what you're expecting from him, especially when you faced him so much over your career. Yeah, uh, listen, I still see the same guy. Now, you got to understand the lens I'm looking through is always looking at how good they are. Uh, even if somebody makes a mistake or has a bad down, I mean, I'm washing that right out because we prepare against the, the player that's going to be at his best. <laughs> I hope he's not at his best on Sunday. But, and when this particular individual is at his best, we all know what he can do and what he can be. I think, you know, look at it, they're, they're no different than probably than, than defensively for us. You know, you're, you're learning everybody. It's they, they didn't have an off season. We didn't have an off season. It's everybody kind of working through the kinks. Uh, you know, they have a receiver that got there three weeks ago. Uh, it hasn't, it wasn't the whole season. So I still see a, an extremely good football player that we need to worry about. Let's go next to Nick Jacobs. Go Nick. Steve, uh, Brad, I'll follow up on this. Steve, for you with a pass rush, do you feel like it's where it needs to be or where do you need to go to kind of improve that aspect of your defense? Well, I mean, I think that, uh, that always, uh, look, unless you're sacking them on every play, um, you're always looking for improvement. With pass rush, there's a lot that goes into it. Um, you know, can the quarterback get the ball out quick because somebody's open? 
is the offense you're going against. You know, some of these West Coast offenses, really the Raiders in particular, it's a get the ball out quick. Uh, he's not standing back there. Can we get them in the situations where we can allow our guys to be, you know, real good pass rushers? There's a lot of things that go into it. You know, these play action teams, what we've had a little bit of struggle, in my opinion, is, you know, first and second down. We've gone through some series where there weren't any third downs. On first and second down with the pass rush, a lot of teams nowadays are keeping people in, tight ends, backs, and they do a really good job of it and chucking it downfield. So I think a lot goes into it. Uh, we'll keep grinding away and hopefully it gets better. And then also for you, what did you learn from watching your defense on tape that you didn't know before that game against the Raiders? Uh, that I didn't know? Um, you know, we did some things differently from a communication and change in the plays at the line of scrimmage, which I thought they did pretty good. So that might be something we can use going forward. Um, I mean, other than that, I mean, look at, I'm always, we're in here always correcting. So it's probably no different for me than any other week. I mean, we could, listen, we could shut a team out and I'm going to feel like we could have done something better. So, I mean, to me, I look, look through it from the same lens. We'll take the last two, we'll Herbie and then Steve. Go ahead, Herbie. Hey, Coach. Happy belated Thanksgiving. Thank you, too. Yeah, um, you've been doing this a long time, and you, you've gotten a lot of players who, who have returned over the course of the season from major injuries or even short-term injury reserve. How do you as a coach get the message to them to find the balance between the desire, the competitive desire to be on the field versus making sure your body is correct? Yeah, that's a good point. We are, that saying we always use is sometimes we have to protect them from themselves. You know, every, every real good athlete that's prideful and especially at this level, when you get to professional football, feels like, okay, I'm healthy. I'm going to go and they go full tilt. And usually what happens, sometimes what happens is you hurt something else. You know, the body's a little bit out of whack. So I know our trainers and uh, our strength staff are in tune to that. So I don't think they really give him the green light until he's 100% ready to go. But, you know, until you get in, it's different. Listen, reps in practice, are, especially this time of the season are completely different than going in the game when it's full speed. So I think it's something we always got to be conscious of. I'll go last to Steve Walls. Go ahead, Steve. Hey, Steve. Uh, to build on what Herbie just asked, uh, I know Andy said after the game that Juan Thornhill is a situational guy right now, um, and he only played a limited number of slaps, snaps last week. Yeah. What, what are you seeing from him? Well, I think I, uh, Juan and I talked a week ago, and, and uh, the plan was to take some snaps off him. I just think he needs to be rested a little bit. I, you know, him and I had a conversation I'll keep between him and I in a good way. I'm saying we were trying to figure out, you know, how to get him to where he was at the end of last year. And that's, this is kind of what we've coming up with right now. And hopefully as we go, this thing will get back to where it was before. But we'll just let it play itself out. But we, he, he's in a good place. I mean, look at he, uh, he he's going to get some confidence back and he's going to help that he helps our defense. So uh, we're going to be good going forward. Coach, we appreciate the time. Thanks okay. for joining us. Thank you.